I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broder. We're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Dawson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? I'm good. I think I might be turning into a vampire, Chris. <laughs> a strange vampire. Oh. I've already got the uh, widow's peak. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm just rather concerned. I've changed mobile phones and I've gone to a, um, right. from one Samsung to another. And um, my... <laughs> My my fingerprints aren't working. Oh my god! Why like, they're just not working? Like it just doesn't. <laughs> eerie, I, ju- isn't it? I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. Really, I'm. I'm. I think I'm. I'm. Can you have like really dry hands that mean your fingerprints don't work? I'm a little bit concerned uh, that I might be. I might be losing losing fingerprintage. <laughs> you've burned off your fingerprints to evade crime. Yeah. Imagine like uh, the, the on the iPhone it uses face detection, whatever. Mm. That's very very effective and very impressive, but. Mm. Imagine it just not working one day. That'd be kind of creepy. Yeah, like, and you just you become a non a non person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my hands are kind of dry at the moment, but I mean, it can't be. I can't be in a situation where my fingerprints fall off. It's like um, it's a little bit like when is it is it pineapple farmers because of the acids in the <laughs> pineapples? Isn't it a misnomer that their their fingerprints start rubbing off and you start to get smooth fingerprints if you're a pineapple farmer? My knowledge of pineapple farming is is more limited than I'd care to admit. You call but, this abroad uh... in a pineapple farm, do you? <laughs> you call this podcast an abroad in pineapple farm and you're not coming up with pineapple farm facts, for crying out loud. Enough of Let this. I want, to know, I want to know how the story ends, Pete, on the Toyota Crown car. We all oh. want to know, a few months ago, Pete imported or began the process of importing a Toyota Crown, a very old-fashioned yes. car used as a taxi in mm. Japan. It left Yokohama docks sometime in, like, September, I think. Mm. We've been tracking its price, like its progress throughout. Yeah. Um, it's lucky, Luckily, I don't think it's near Yemen now because it probably been hijacked on the way over. But <laughs> it arrived, didn't it, about a week or two ago? It arrived, it, arrived, it arrived about a week ago, yeah. Hey. It has been, it is, I'm happy to say it has been liberated from Southampton Docks um, <laughs> by some bigger boys that I have employed to do it because I am too busy, um, because it arrived at a stupid time for me. And um, yeah, it is here. 
It is present. Um, the battery is uh, completely dead. I'm a little bit concerned that... I know car stuff is boring, so for, apologies for people who are bored of this entire uh, thing. It will end at some point. It is nearing the crescendo. It is nearing the apex <laughs> of this story. Uh, yeah, we we are in a uh, hellhole of battery issues. Um, it's, it's it's currently in limp mode. It's, it's, it's limping around, oh. doing little bits and bobs. Um, they, I just think they seem to be confused that it's kind of like the battery isn't working and it's doing this and that. And I'm going, guys, it's been on... Uh, it's had a, it had a battery replaced in, 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 in Japan uh, before it left and it's currently just playing silly buggers because you just haven't charged the battery. It's just... It's been on a... It's been on a boat for two months, for crying out loud. It's going to lose charge. Um, and do you not have uh, a jump start thing? fluid in it. You, yeah, you, I mean, like, it starts, but it starts, but I just don't think it, it, it I think it just starts, starts to play silly buggers after a while, and they just need to charge the bloody battery. But, like, but have I you just, driven it at even all? though I've not, to, I've not touched it, it's in Southampton. Oh, like, I've, I've employed it. some bigger boys to do it. They're taking it to an MOT centre, but they really, I, I just get the sense that they're used to sort of taking out, you know, like sporty sort of Toyota sort of like new ones I think I don't <laughs> think it's 20 year old 20 year old Yakuza rides I don't think they're, they're, they're used to 20 year old diplomats uh, cars with really thick glass um, so that, that that's my only concern so hopefully um, it, it'll get to an MOT centre at some point in some <laughs> form of repair but I don't know it's just I, I just think it needs fluids give it fluids for crying out it's basically there's a scene in um, Short Circuit um, where Johnny Five, uh, yes, it's a film from the nineties. I'm mentioning um, uh, is has been attacked by some rotten uh, gang hoodlums, uh, and he's arrived, and his, his all of his belts are falling off, the wires are coming out of his back, um, his eyes are all <laughs> broken, and oil is is spurting out of his guts, and that's what the Toyota Century is. Uh, at the moment, <laughs> and I just need the bigger boys to sort of just book, book their ideas and sort it out for me because that's what I am paying the money for. I just don't oh, think they're century. ready for the problems that a Toyota Century will bring, and I'm just stressed out about it. <laughs> I wonder bigger how boys. many. Oh, I said sorry. I said it was a Toyota Crown earlier. That's like the rich man's Toyota. Uh, Toyota Century is a bit more ragged and rigged. <laughs> no, the Toyota Century is the best one. Toyota Crown is All a taxi. Right. Well. <laughs> It, it must be the first Toyota Century in the UK. You just don't see them in the UK. No, there's, there's oh, a, there's right. a, I'll tell you that. I, I, have I not told you about the guy who literally lives in my town? Who's <laughs> got one? Oh, he's really? like there's a, there's a random guy who lives in my town, and he's got an absolute boner for um, Japanese domestic market cars, <laughs> and he's got a Toyota Century. Because I saw basically on the on the Toyota Century owners uh, Facebook page that I thought I'm gonna have to get up close and personal with this, these buggers because uh, these absolute nerdazoids because they um, they'll obviously have. Some idea about where I get bits and bobs from it because you can't buy any of the stuff here. You got to buy it, import it from Japan. Um, but so I was like, I'll, I'll get on there, figure out wh- when when mine turns up and it's dying like it is now. I'll need a bit of help. Um, and so this guy happened to be in my mm. literal like he's about two miles away from me, and I basically wow. messaged him. I said, and and he was um, and he wouldn't reply for ages. He'd seen the message, and I just think that he felt that like he was the only one with a Toyota Century in the town. And he wanted to be the only guy with a Toyota Century in the town. <laughs> and I was like the guy who was kind of, you know, this young upstart, this young Turk trying to encroach on his uh, on his world. So, uh, yeah, um, we, I, I finally made friends with him. And uh, he's, as, uh, he's as nerdy as you can imagine. <laughs> maybe he can a fix Japanese it for you. domestic market car enthusiast. Yeah, maybe, oh. maybe. Well, I'm sorry that after we'll all this there. time you still can't drive the bloody thing. The time okay, it needs to, I can't. I would never be able to have dr- driven it at this point because it needs to be MOT, it needs to be registered the first time. But I just, I, I'm, I'm just um, surprised that these lads 
um, that I've invited to to <laughs> take it to the MOT centre, who are who who are supposed to be, um, you know, this is the sort of thing that they do. Seem to be confused that it's got flat battery. I'm like, guys, <laughs> come. I I learned to drive two years ago, and I know it probably would have a flat battery. <laughs> I just can't believe the journey it's been on, right? Like, because obviously, when you think wild, of, when I think of Japan and the UK, you think plane because anything else just seems like insanity. Mm. You know, we talk about William Adams, the samurai. The uh, the guy from Gillingham, Kent, where I'm from, that afterwards <laughs> took a two year boat ride to get here. Your car yeah. took what three or four months? Like that's just mind boggling to think a car. Well, it's, took it's that just long. kind of crazy that this car would was was resigned or consigned to to be a car that would just you know Die. hang out in Oita where it came from, and and then and then suddenly wow. it's in it's in Southampton or you know Leon yeah. or whatever. I'm giving a talk in Oita in like two or three weeks. I'll um Well, you can go down to Ken at Goonet.com and tell him <laughs> off for not filling it with petrol. It's absolutely I... on the bones of its heart. It's on it's on fumes. Oh my god. <laughs> I I will have to pop in. That'll be hilarious. I'm yeah. giving a talk giving a talk at like a university in Beppu ah. or something. Oh don't, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know what it's about. Riotro for like a year, Riotro's been like, This university wants you to give a talk and I've been like, I'm doing things, sorry mate, I can't. He's finally convinced me to do it, and he's told me nothing. He's t- he hasn't right. told me what it's about, what I have to say, what I have to do, and I'm thinking I'll just plagiarise my TED talk from like four years ago. I'll just copy yeah. that word for word nice. and hope nobody notices. That's a secret. <laughs> plagiarise your TED talk. We've got a story this week from Brian in Okinawa. He says, hello, chivalrous Chris and pros- uh, preposterous Pete. Not prosperous oh. Pete, preposterous Pete. No, I've now. started... His car's not very pr- pr- prosperous. I've started... <laughs> it's, made me, it's made me not prosperous. <laughs> I've started a book club with several Japanese women I've met who found out about my column wow. that I write, about my experiences in Japan and Okinawa. They asked me to read a book called Idol Burning. Uh, it's Idol, comma, Burning. Uh, that's why I said right. it with a pause. It is a Japanese book that's been translated into English. It was okay, but not necessarily my cup of tears. It's written for young audience, uh, young adults, uh, young adult audiences. I was asked mm. after our last meeting to suggest a book, and I suggested the Abroad in Japan book. Yes, good job, Brian. Uh, they all agreed, and they're eager to read it. Uh, background. The genesis of this book group meeting is to use it as a language exchange forum. That's a good idea. Kind of a, mm. a, an interesting take on an Ikaiwa kind of language conversation class with some sense of purpose to it. Uh, we typically share intricate details of each other's languages like idioms and other sayings. After looking your photo up, all the women exclaimed that you are a source face. What the fuck is the source what? face? You are a source, source face? face? What is that? S-A-U-C-E or S-O-U-R-C-E? Like it's in the, it's in the source engine, Half-Life what? 2. <laughs> I don't know. It's S-A-U-C-E, so source is in like ketchup. You like a source oh. face. Your face is still red like last week. Like you've been rubbing ketchup all over your face. You're a source <laughs> face. Anyway, <laughs> You're it was a this. phrase they had just taught me. Uh, I died laughing at the, absurd- at the absurdity of thinking you... <laughs> of thinking of you with gyoza or soy sauce covering and staining your face. Have you Mm. ever heard of sauce face before? Uh, They also had a phrase called lightly salted face. Brian, in Okinawa. Sounds racist. Uh, Sauce face, is is So is it kind of like you've got dark skin? Like, I don't know what... No, no, I... No, what? Well, what is it then? You look like you've eaten loads of sauce. I don't know. You look wet. I I don't know what is wrong with your face, Chris. 
people, when it comes to faces in Japan, people have really weird descriptions. Um, like, yeah. uh, you know, my friend Ellen, who joined us on Journey Across Japan, mm. uh, she, when we were in a coffee shop uh, in Aomori, the, the server, the woman just went up to her and went, oh, you have a small face. And we were like, what does that mean? It's like, is it like slim? Is that good? But it's kind of like, mm. it's one of those things where you don't know if it's a compliment or not. It's just like, oh, you have a sauce face. You have a small face. If, if a big the face. next thing is you looking at you being ushered into <laughs> a back room to look down a pipe to get some keys out or something. <laughs> <laughs> you have small or, face. Perfect for a job of finding keys in sewer. I wonder <laughs> because when I, was, uh, when I was at school teaching, I did put on weight one year. Uh, you know, people mm. came up to me and were like, oh, you have a big face. So yeah. I'm thinking small face could mean slim, or maybe... You should see my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you should see my legs. Oh, yeah, the worst. Sauce leg. They started it. Honestly. Sauce leg. Old sauce legs. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it is oh. a brand new year, 2024. We did mm. cover in the last episode how Japan has unfortunately got off to a bad start this year. Uh, guys, mm. and of course, in the description box below, you can donate for the earthquake relief uh, to the Japanese Red Cross. But um, yeah. I thought this week we'd talk about New Year in a, in a more positive way. Um, what was We always do this for the last 500 years we've done this podcast. What are your New Year's plans? What are your resolutions for 2024, Mr. Donaldson? Well, I dread to think. It's invariably, it's invariably to, to, to lose weight, but I'm a little bit concerned that I've <laughs> lost the weight before Christmas. And I'm kind... I, I, I sort of spent Christmas trying to eat as much food and as much crap as possible because <laughs> I did lose about a stone. Whoa. And I was trying... And what's I haven't been drinking all that much. And what's a stone in what's kilograms? A stone? In kilograms, I don't bloody know. Quite a few, you know. It's a, I'll look it up. I'm, I'm a, I was twelve stone, which is not great for, a, for someone who's five feet. I was cracking on for twelve stone in the morning. Uh, uh, well, that's six point three kilograms. That's uh, quite a lot. Bloody hell! What'd you do? It's quite How'd a lot. It is that? quite a lot. It's quite a lot. And, and tell me the I, secret. I, 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 well, I wasn't eating breakfast. Now, and I, I did try and lose <laughs> weight. Starvation. <laughs> well, yeah, the fasting and all that. Having Brilliant. a crack of that sort of thing. And I've stopped eating balls of Haribo, and I've stopped eating so much yeah. licorice, and I've stopped eating chocolate. And, and I've been so busy, I've not really had time to have a, have a bloody booze up as well. So I've not been drinking all that much either. Now, but I've tried this before, apart from the not drinking thing. I've tried this before, and I never was able to lose any weight, really. And so I am a little bit concerned <laughs> that it's not related to any of my activities. So maybe I'll, so so over Christmas I've been trying to eat as much crap as possible to try and sort of add a few pounds, and I'm like, oh, it's fine. It it, it was just because I stopped drinking quite so much. <laughs> I think yeah. I, if I have one resolution this year, it's just cut out sugar, all the sugar. Mm. You know, I just I I'm not very good at modifying my diet, and also maybe eat out less. I do eat out uh, just so uh, much, or I order stuff to the apartment or to the studio, whatever. I need yeah. to eat more like real food and just more fresh ingredients. Well, we uh, had we, we had one of those like kind of um, recipe boxes kind of delivered. Hello Fresh. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> want to sponsor the show? It's a great advert. <laughs> um, I, I usually eat Haribo, but now I've been eating stuff like <laughs> a, a lime. Um, I want to get sponsored yeah, by we, Haribo. We, 
Oh, there we go. Oh, yes. God. Take that. You look a little bit like the boy from Haribo. You fucking what? <laughs> you do. <laughs> I mean, if we could get, there would be a really good Halloween costume. We'd get you in some dungarees. Oh, Lovely. My God. Put on a bit of timber. You'd look like the Haribo boy. Um, I think with, um, I, I think with um, that 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 thing. Like, I'm terrible for portion control. Like, I would, <laughs> we would cook like a pasta bake, and it'd be like a four man pasta bake that we were just absolutely chowing down and just eating the whole, uh, like the whole thing between us. Like, we're not great at that sort of thing. And then I'd be having like lattes every day and stuff so like I think having something like a recipe box where you're just cooking like quite fresh food and stuff um, or relatively fresh food and it, it's, it, it does make the difference because it just means that that's the only food you've got really in the house but mm. yeah so I recommend Absolutely. that just portions just, just not eating massive dinners <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think yeah I think for me less por- it's not about portions it's about just quality of food mm. eating less sugar I think I, I, my greatest achievement of the last year is Obviously, um, 2022, I forgot what, I don't know what year we're in anymore, what's going on? But, you know, I did like Mm. the chess boxing, the cycle, the Spartan race, Mm. all that stuff. I got really fit, or fit relative to my usual standard. And then last year, I did fuck all. I did like nothing. Mm. I'm really annoyed, like, at the end of 2022, after chess boxing, all that, I was like, right, 2023, I'm going to fucking climb Everest backwards, I'm going to sail down the Amazon in a canoe, I'm going to kayak across the Pacific, and I did nothing. Well, that's not fair. I did cycle around Kyushu, and that was quite good. But I didn't do a lot, and it's a miracle that I've managed to keep off the weight that I had before. Like, I think I'm, I've done all right, but I want to keep that up, and I want to keep fit with minimal effort. And the way to do that is just not to have sugar. And Well, I mean, food. you're already um, sort of getting involved with the whole, um, the aforementioned Wim Hof uh, method, uh, where oh, you... Where, you, where, where I mean, you, you, I mean, you spent quite a lot of time um, in a tent <laughs> in, 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 in freezing conditions on your journey across Japan. So that's going to help your heart rate. That's going to help you metabolize some of the food, I think, <laughs> or not metabolize that, it. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think 2024. My aim is to just go all out and do some crazy shit, and that's the stupidest aim I've ever had. But I don't know. I just, I just want this year to be. Kind of like now I've settled into Tokyo. There was a lot of moving around last year, and it felt mm. like just moving around to Tokyo and all that stuff. And now I'm settled here with the studio, I can sort of hit full throttle and really go for it. Got to finish Journey Across Japan first, so let's not get ahead of us. We've still got five episodes <laughs> at the time of filming, probably four when this one comes out. But wow. yeah, still got to finish Journey Across Japan, classic abroad in Japan style. Not only do we fail at daily videos, but they're still not coming out. But uh, yeah. I think 2024 is going to be a good year. I hope so. Anyway, if, I hope so. I, w- I would say that I would say that like like people can do daily videos, but there are certain kind of daily videos. They're just basically a um, a glorified um, live stream. Your videos are different. Like you can't do that. You would need a team of like 50 people to to get um, every scene put together into a, into mm. a cohesive video and stuff. And then and then you've got to spend about three hours trying to figure out the um, the artwork and the title and. Talk about food, because that seems to be the only thing that anyone's interested in on YouTube these days. <laughs> Tis true. Tis true. Tis true. One cool thing. Do you, do you know about Fukubukuro, by the way? I know, I, back to the topic of New Year's. Oh. Uh, Fukubukuro. Do you know what that means? Fukubukuro. Is it dive deep into Pete Dawson's... Not, well, Fuku does mean clothing, yeah. It's a yeah. fair guess. Yeah. But it's not. It's not that. Is it Ikebukuro, but um, it's got a big jacket on? <laughs> <laughs> Ikebukuro is some clothes. No. Yeah. Fukubukuro means lucky bags. And ah. every year, New Year's, it gets exciting around Christmas, New Year's, because lots of shops get rid of their excessive stock by sticking them in lucky bags. 
So it kind of gets really fun going to shops at Christmas. Every shop gets rid of their excess inventory by just sticking them in bags. And you can get quite lucky. Sometimes the bags have like hundreds of dollars worth of stuff for like, you know, a dozen dollars. Uh, mm. Or you get nothing. I know it's quite a big, it used to be quite a big thing, like all the YouTubers in Japan, including Charlotte, would just buy lucky bags and film what was in them. And you would get insane views because people just love the excitement of not knowing mm. what you're going to get. Like this year, I've said, looking- before, I've said it before. I watch, I watch a, a used car dealer do the exact same thing. He goes to pick up a car <laughs> he's bought, sight unseen. He turns up and he looks at it and he goes, "Oh!" He opens up like the back and he just says the same thing every time. There's no parcel shelf. I have to go on eBay and get a parcel shelf. He goes in the front and he goes, "Oh, there's no." There's no like <laughs> cap on this oil thing, and it's it's just it's just like a surprise box. It's like a kind of a a lucky box for for grown up, boring old men. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. A surprise box, I like that. Surprise box, yeah. Don't know what would be in the abroad Japan Fukubukuro. Probably some Natsuki mm. t-shirts. Some, <laughs> some. <laughs> I'd put my I'd put my haters in my surprise Happy New Year box. That's where they're going for quite a while. But it is nice to get these... I think that's why these kind of, like, um, these Japanese, like, snack boxes are so popular, because, like, you get them, and it's a nice little surprise to to get these little bits and odds and sods and stuff. I mean, obviously, I I think one of the few sponsors I work with, Tokyo Treat, and this isn't Mm. a sponsor plug or anything, like, one of the reasons I work with them is it's kind of cool. Like, whenever I do, like, I, I stick them in a video or whatever, and I plug them... It's really fun, like opening the box personally and being like, "Oh, what's inside this one?" And they're always like localized yeah. to different areas, so I get the mm. thrill of opening a box and not quite knowing what's in it. I think we should sell mm. abroad in Japan lucky bags. I really don't know what, what we're putting would, it what though. Would be, what would be in yeah. it? Just things, just like <laughs> just a, a bit of fake food, like this this bit of fake food. Um, dog, dog poo bags from me, little dog poo bags. Oh my um, god, they're quite useful. You could use them for food. You could <laughs> use them for. Uh, a fun, a fun. They're earth rated, so they, you know, you stick them in the ground, and they'll earth they'll, rated. they'll break wow. up in about sort of blow, blowing up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the absolute Bang! state of Pete Donaldson. Lucky bag. Maybe these could be the god. bags themselves. <laughs> my god, my god. But oh, yeah, it smells of lavender now. Disgusting. <laughs> I'm excited for 2024. I think it'll be a good year. I'm feeling, mm. feeling optimistic. I don't mm. know why. Don't know why, but you, <laughs> but you wouldn't like, but but you you're not going to get involved with the whole um uh the the, the lucky bag kind of vibe at, at New Year's because like obviously like Starbucks have got one out eight thousand yen and it's like obviously bits of coffee and little bags and stuff like that. Bit camera though, are, are selling a, a sim free phone um for 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 twenty one thousand well twenty two thousand uh, yen. What's how much is that now? Probably about hundred and. 50 quid, 170 quid? About 130 pounds. Or... 130 pounds, not bad. So, like, it's all about, like, Japanese retailers, like you say, like, getting rid of all of their stock for to start the new year afresh. But, like, I'd, I'd be quite excited for a SIM-free phone for 130 quid. Might be something good. Yeah, no, I was looking this up. So, Big Camera, one of Japan's biggest, like, electronic stores, I think they had a, a lucky bag for about 21,000 yen. And, yeah, you get a, mm. get a phone that normally costs, like, 34,000 yen which is pretty awesome. Mm. And people like, for this lucky bag, the queue was out the door, down the street, down mm. the road, because people want to get a piece of the action, right? I guess this is a really cool kind of idea. Like, uh, I've never heard of this, actually. It's the first time I've heard... Because when I think like lucky bags, I usually think like clothes shops, shampoo, body shops, style places. Like an electronic store doing this with camera phones, is like just so cool, like electronics. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I didn't know this existed. That being said... 
I don't think I would queue for anything. Like, the queue is insane. It's like three, four-hour queue for this, and I'm just too lazy for that. It just wouldn't have happened yeah. on my watch. No chance. No You've got Final Fantasy ones, like the Square Enix do ones and stuff, but it's all like, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how, like, video games work. It's kind of how media works. Like, people love this sort of stuff, don't they? They do. They do. But I still don't know if it's worth waiting three hours for a phone. I don't know. Pretty cool, no, though. Probably not. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know BitCamera did that. That's pretty awesome. We're back in just a moment, guys. We have stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I might have a little chat with my mate Chris, or go for a walk with my dog Sammy, or if I was in Japan, I might take a dip in a hot spring, hike up Kamikachi, or attempt to eat the deadliest pufferfish in the world. You know, normal stuff. But it's hard to know what to do with your time and how to spend it wisely. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can prioritise your time and fill it with things you actually enjoy. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. 
With BetterHelp, they guide you each step of the way to start to spend your time on your own terms. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Japan. And we're back with the Facts Machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dawson? Fill us in. Hello, Chris and Pete. I'm a long-time viewer of Abroad in Japan. The first video I saw years ago was 12 Tips for Learning Japanese and recently started listening to the podcast as well. I have a question for Chris. Have you ever randomly encountered any of your old students? If you have, do you have any stories to share? I'd love to see more videos like I tried walking across Tokyo in a day. So now you know, Chris. That's what you need to be working on. <laughs> I, I've had a few encounters. Uh, yeah, I, I remember... There was a, the school president, this really cool guy who was in my English club. I remember I was mm. year like probably three years after I finished my job, I was downtown Sakata visiting a friend. We went to a snack bar and I opened the door and I was going in and he walked past down the street. I remember feeling a bit awkward because, I don't know, I, I, I know snack bars aren't seedy or weird, but like, I don't know, it just looks a bit wrong. They're definitely like, weird. <laughs> well... Yeah, there's nothing else to do in Bloody Sakata, though, apart from get drunk mm. with Natsuki. You have to go to a snack yeah. bar. And it was a bit awkward. There were, like, women dressed kind of seductively and just at the door. And then my student walking past going, oh, Chris Sensei. Or I'm like, well, I'm not a teacher anymore now. Am I still a Sensei? Yeah. I don't know. I can, and it was just I like can this... observe seduction. <laughs> I just felt a bit awkward. Um, yeah. But I've had other situations. Like, I've had students message me before, and I don't, or like ex-students, obviously. And it always felt a bit like... No, I don't think it's inappropriate, but I never replied to them because I no. felt like, you know, I don't... Oh, it's cool. kind of a sad thing. But like uh, one of my best students, I remember I, you know, I finished school two years later. She messaged me. I didn't reply. Because again, yeah. I just feels like, what's the parameters here? I don't know what's right or wrong. Yeah. But, uh, I mean... But then I, I, think- and then I bumped into her in a coffee shop in Sendai and she was like, you didn't reply to my message. I was like, oh... Fuck, yeah, sorry. Um, but I'm glad you're doing well. Let me explain well. to you about power dynamics and how it's <laughs> weird. Oh, I don't know, yeah. I, just, I, but I do know folks that talk to their students from afterwards and whatnot, but like, mm. I never felt like I should or should. And like, but no, it was cool bumping into her and hearing about her story. And that's the sad thing about being a teacher. Like, you have the you know these classes with students for years. Some students I taught for three years, got on really well with mm. them, awesome folks, and then you just never see them again. And they go off. Yeah. And live their life, and it's like, ah, oh, fuck. You know, I was invested in this person. I believed in them. I wanted them to do the well. I wanted them to do well in class, and then they're gone, and you never see them again. And yeah. I remember I finished teaching, and I was like, I was feeling quite emotional. I was like, ah, oh, it's sad. You know, my um, students are not going to see them again, and it made me wonder if any of the teachers at my school cared about me. And there was there Thought was two teachers. You. Well, yeah. there was two teachers in particular that I really liked at my school. Uh, when I was at secondary school and I dropped them an email and I was like, you know, just catching up, filling them in on what I've been up to. Never heard back from them. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, yes. I'm nothing. You just got Chris Broaden, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would say that like the, the uh, uh, there's a real kind of, um, it's a quite a nice kind of, um, uh, uh, you know you're sort of growing up and you know that the world is different to what you imagined it when you were a child. When you are... Um, graduating from somewhere and you realise that the teachers are going to have another class before you. You know, like certainly Mm. um, the most intense classes at school were like probably my A-levels, you know, history and English and stuff. And and it was a more grown-up relationship because you were 16, 17, 18 and you felt like you were 
more on the, the, the teacher's level than you had been previously. And we all felt like we were growing up and we weren't wearing a school uniform and all that stuff. And then you, as you sort of grow up a little bit older, you must be, you genuinely think, oh, they must be really, you know, proud of, you know, the the, the results. And, and I guess they are to a certain mm. extent. But like, there'll be another year. There's, they've got other kids to worry about. You know, they've got other people to be thinking about. And it's a real kind of like crushing realization that you you ain't that bloody special. <laughs> and there will be another, there'll be another Pete Donaldson and Chris Broad turning up um, pretty soon. But yeah, it's. Uh, I remember I was talking to um, somebody who works in. Um, a juvenile correctional facilities not really i mean basically someone who works in the social um care sector with with um kids who are uh, finding it difficult and stuff and getting into trouble uh, and she yeah. said the best thing is never seeing them again you know what i mean because no. kids go out of these systems and then come back and go out and come back and knowing and and she said the the most satisfying is thing is to say goodbye to them and never see them again because you know for a fact they're not getting back in trouble so uh that they've yeah, crossed nice, their, yeah. their path a little bit which is quite nice so yeah yeah, I mean, I I do wonder what happened to a lot of my students, um, but I, it's hopefully they're doing all right. Hopefully they're doing all right. But yeah. it's, it's definitely one of the hardest things about being a teacher, I think. Um, man, I loved history. I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to um, hear from people who do like TEFL, um, teaching English as a foreign language in on like the Jet program or whatever. But they're um, but they've got quite strong accents, and I'd very much like to hear a lot of uh, Japanese kids coming out of school <laughs> talking in really heavy Welsh or. <laughs> Cornish accents or something. Unfortunately, that never happened with me. I don't think I. I tried no. to teach the British accent. It didn't work. Mm. They they teach uh, American English in Japanese. Everything's American, schools. that's wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, spelling and everything. Yeah. It led to some weird situations yeah. where I had to sort of change my accent sometimes, though, and mm. didn't like that so much. And also spelling <laughs> got confusing. Yes. Uh, we've got one here from Martin who says, "Hello, congenial Chris and picturesque Pete. My name is Martin from New Zealand, and I'm currently at the tail end of my three-week visit." To Japan, I visited Kyoto, Osaka, Hiroshima, and I'm spending the last week in Tokyo hitting up all the nerd culture and shopping areas. My question for both of you, can you give me your opinion of the one yen coin? I have in my travels collected roughly half a million of them, but struggle to find a place to use them. I end up panicking at the convenience store and pay using notes. What should I do with all the ones I've collected so far? As someone who lives here, Chris, and as someone who travels here, Pete, what do you do with the pile of coins? Uh, thanks for the podcast. Helps me through the day. Keep up the good work, Martin. Yeah, the one yen coin, it just feels so tacky and rubbish. Like in the UK, it's mm. kind of weighty. It's weighty metal. Mm. In the like in Japan, it's just this really. It almost feels like plastic. It's so light and rubbish. The one yeah, thing that I will say, isn't it? It is. Yeah, and what I will say is, Seven um, Eleven, they've started with their like tills having a, a place where you can put the coins in yourself. So what I do mm. is I my wallet's always filled with bloody change coins and I just shove them all in and I stick them in the thing and you don't feel so sheepish because you often feel like a bit of yeah. a dick, don't you? Like paying with exact Putting change. them on those little sort of rub- rubberized trays. Um, when you yeah, get, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that was quite a surprising change for me last time I went to Japan was um, in 7-Eleven and in the convenies. Like you, you pay for something but then they just... They basically just direct you to the screen in front of you, and you don't really sort of deal with the, the yeah, teller yeah. themselves. Like they, you've got a little machine, you can just throw in whatever coins coins you want. But I mean, what I, I mean, I would usually just fill a sock full of coins, um, and you know, use it as a, as a club to defeat my opponents. But um, uh, with with the Japanese one yen coin, it's just too light. There's nothing to it, is there? Really? Like you, you sort of bite That's into right. it. And it's, like, ah, 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 ah. it's very very right. plasticky. Couldn't kill anyone with a one yen coin. Let's no. not test that really theory. Can't. 
But yeah, Seven no. Eleven, seek it out and stick all the coins in that damn ATM. I, I, honestly, I have to make a trip several times a week because it just gets so annoying having to change. And mm. uh, yeah, Japan's still a bit behind on like card payments. In the UK, mm. everything's done on a card. In Japan, you still need to have cash on you, unfortunately, for these things. So bear that in mind if you do come here. Keep mm. the stories, questions, comments coming in to Born Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week, guys, to all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out in the big wide world. Have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad in Japan podcast. Bye for now. Ta-da! Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.